0: My friends, today we read the high priestly prayer of Jesus from his Last Supper discourse. So during the Last Supper, Jesus um, teaches his apostles many things. It's basically chapters 14 through 17 of St. John's Gospel. And now chapter 17 is what's called the high priestly prayer. Because now Jesus, instead of talking to the apostles, is talking to his Father. That Jesus, the Son, is talking to the Father. And he's particularly, he's talking to the Father about giving glory, right? To give glory to the Father. He's also praying for the church. He's praying for his apostles. He's praying it'll be, you know, it's in the section after this, right? Consecrate them in the truth. So he prays, Uh, giving glory to the Father, uh, giving thanks for his mission on earth and saying, you know, he's done this, right. I have glorified you on earth. But then he prays for the apostles. He prays for the church. And Jesus, because he is God, he saw us in that time of prayer too. So when he prays, he's also praying for us. That Jesus is praying to the Father for us, for the church. Jesus prays us. For his church. he pray- Think about that right? Like Jesus is praying for his church. He did during the time of his earthly ministry. He did here at the last supper. But now having ascended to the father. Jesus Christ the one mediator. Between God and man continues. To mediate. To pray for us. To intercede for us. He prays for us to the father. And so just think about that. Like Jesus, Jesus himself is praying for us. There's a nun who's praying for me. Her name is Sister Anuncete. That's all I know. She's a missionary of charity. Basically, when I was ordained a deacon back in uh, 2012, uh, a priest wrote to the missionaries of charity on behalf of me and my class. And every single one of us, uh, a, a particular nun, agreed... To pray for us for the rest of her life. And that that's what she would do, that she would pray for us every, not just every day, but like frequently throughout the day. And basically, I think the way it goes is anytime the name that the Pope of the, the name of the Pope and the Bishop are named in a prayer, she personally in her heart will say, and for Father Michael Casey, right? So there's this really holy nun somewhere. The only condition I have is that I'm never allowed to try to find her, right? Like that is the, she will pray for me for the rest of my life, the rest of her life. Um, and the only condition is I can never try to find her, contact her ever. I just know she's there praying for her. That is a really holy woman praying for me. Praise God, right? Well, guess what? Jesus is praying for the church, right? Jesus is holier than that nun. Uh, and he's praying for us. He's praying for that when we know we have somebody holy, praying for us how incredible is that and it could be so easy to get wrapped up in church politics to get wrapped up in universal like worldwide church politics in a way like never before in the history of the church with the mass media and social media like there were times in the world people didn't know the name of the pope right never mind like what the pope had for breakfast and who he met with yesterday morning um right but we get so wrapped up In these church politics, and then the diocesan politics, and all all the stuff about whatever's going on in the diocese, and our parish politics, and the stuff happening in the parish, and all the drama and whatever, and we can think like, oh no, the church is going to break. Jesus is praying for the church. It can't break. We can't break the church. One of the Napoleons, I don't even know which one, said to the Pope, like, I'm going to destroy the church. I'm going to destroy the Watch out. I'm coming to destroy the church. And the Pope laughed at him and said, if we haven't destroyed it by now, you certainly can't, right? If we haven't broken, we haven't destroyed it by now. Any, any organization run with such incompetence should have died away a thousand, a thousand years ago. But no, we're still here because Jesus is praying for us. He's the head of the church. And so he prays for us. And we, as we gather in the liturgical prayer, we enter into that prayer of Jesus. That we are specifically entering into the prayer that Jesus is making. Who is the only priest in the church? Jesus. Jesus is the only priest. Every ministerial priest just shares, in a way, in the priesthood of Jesus Christ. And every single baptized person on account of their baptism shares in the priesthood of Jesus Christ. So we can offer sacrifice, but not in our own name, but in the name of Jesus himself. That we can, we share in Jesus's priesthood. Sometimes people will call the office and they'll say, which priest is saying mass? Say, you know, this Well, who's got which mass, right? Mainly because that Father Gutierrez is so funny. And so people want to go to Father G's Masses, right? And where's Father? I don't want to get yelled at, so I'm not going to go to Father Casey's Mass, right? Got a bit of a headache. We need a lower volume Mass. We'll find Father G. Well, or Monsignor Matera is the best, right? We'll all try to go to that one. But, like, Lisa in the office could easily say, well, Jesus, is, who's the priest for the, mass, you know, the 9 o'clock Mass today? Jesus. Jesus is the celebrant. Jesus will be saying the Mass. Jesus is the one who prays the Mass. It's Jesus. Jesus celebrates every Mass. And every priest just stands in the person of Christ. My role is not to be a priest because of my own, you know, knowledge and talents or whatever it may be. Rather, when a priest celebrates Mass, He's standing in the person of Jesus Christ. Even like all the vestments and the stuff that we wear, like the only parts of me you can see are my hands and my face. That's it, right? Uh, Because the vestments are even meant to be that. Most every priest looks alike when they celebrate Mass because it's Jesus. Jesus is the celebrant. He's the one. He's the one who prays primarily in the Mass and that our prayers are made in the person of Christ, in union with Christ. It's Jesus who offers the prayers. They do at times reference him, but we are praying, again, uniting ourselves to Jesus in the mass. The priest and the people praying together with the high priest, Jesus, right? And particularly, you know, you could pay attention to particular times when like, whenever the priest is praying with his hands out, like, what is, first of all, what does this remind you of? Jesus on the cross, right? The hands extended is meant to be a reminder. It's the, called the Oron's position, but it's meant to be in some way as well a reminder of Jesus on the cross as he prays for us. Jesus, the great high priest in the sacrifice of the mass upon the cross, praying for us. And so anytime the priest is praying, he's praying always, who are we talking to when we pray? Pay attention. Who do we talk to? Who, is the, who are most of our prayers of the Mass addressed to? The Father. We talk to the Father. And who is the one who primarily prays to the Father? The Son. That we too, we join in the prayer. But it's the Son, the, the dialogue of love between the Father and the Son. The prayers of the Mass are addressed primarily to God the Father. We're talking to the Father because of the the desire for inclusivity, very good, and for greater understanding and seeing what's going on, that uh, about 60 or 70 years ago, Mass began being celebrated what's called toward the people, right? So that's where the priest standing at the altar is facing toward the people. Before that, it would have been celebrated ad orientum, which is facing toward the east um, or facing the same direction as the people some people wrongly say like well the priest had his back turned to people it's not so much about that it's that the priest and the people are facing the same direction that we're going the same direction and maybe it was a little easier in that time even though we lost something in the understanding what we gained was the fact is that the priest during the mass is not talking to the people right he's talking to the father in the person of Jesus, and we're praying together. Unfortunately, you stick a priest right in the middle and have everyone looking at him and he's looking at them. And I was in student theater in high school, right? And a little bit of the showman comes out. People, I not, got a captive audience. By the time the homily ends, maybe a little less captive, a little bit more snoozy, but whatever, right? We got an audience. People are looking at me, it's about me. No, it's, it's actually not about me. It's not It's not about me. Uh, And it's not about any particular priest, because it's not a show. It's a prayer. And we pray together. We together are praying. And we're praying, ultimately, it's Jesus who's praying with us. And so, I think we could ask the question, do we really, at Mass, at the Holy Mass, do we really pray the Mass? Right? Like, when we, I, I go to Mass. Well, that's good. Go, right? Um, most of us don't live here at the church, so you have to go to Mass. I attend Mass. Attending, it's a great thing to do. But you know what's better? Praying. I pray the Mass. I, I, I prayed the Mass today. I was part of the prayer. It wasn't just something that I sat through. I just attended. No, I actually, I personally prayed it. I entered into the prayers I actually, when we pray all the prayers that we pray out loud together, we actually can say them from our heart and we can mean them. And when the priest says those presidential prayers, right, with the hands outstretched and they usually finished through Christ our Lord, and we say, amen, a good, strong, amen. I join myself to that prayer. Amen. I want that. I want that to come true. I want that to be true in my life. Amen. And my favorite, my favorite prayer of the whole Mass is the great doxology. At the end of the Eucharistic prayer, and it's something I need to be reminded of every single day. Right? Because how does that prayer go? Through him and with him and in him. Now, through, with, and in who? The Son, right? So we always pray through, with, and in the person of Jesus. Oh, God, Almighty Father, who are we talking to? The Father. Oh, God, Almighty Father. And in the unity of the Holy Spirit, so we have the whole Trinity. And then what do we say? All glory and honor is yours. All glory and honor is yours. And during the day, when I want to be like, hey, glory to me. Hey, like I did a good job. Glory to me. No, no. I've already prayed, hopefully, at the Mass. All glory and honor is yours, Father. Through, within, in the Son, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All glory. All glory and honor is to the Father. That's an act of the virtue of religion. Forever and ever. Not just right now, but forever. And and then we, usually we sing, Amen. A big Amen. Yes. Amen. Glory to God. That's what we want. All glory and honor to the Father with, through, and in the Son, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. My friends, this is what it looks like to pray the Mass. Jesus, our priest, prays for us, and we pray in him. And so let's really, if we've just been attending Mass and coming to Mass and going to Mass, maybe even just today in this Holy Mass, let's try to take our first steps into praying the Mass, to pray it, and to pray it well. And so enter into this great high priestly prayer of our Savior Jesus Christ.